Hello, and welcome to another fabulous and fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, I'll be your host, and today we're going to be diving into why self-help won't help you. If you've been paying attention to yourself and even your family and close friends, you'll realize that life is full of victories, triumphs, accolades, and all sorts of other positive stuff. It's also filled with a lot of pain, struggle, difficulty, boredom, and all sorts of other emotions we don't like to feel and situations we don't like to encounter. There's some things we need to go to a specialist like a doctor to help fix, but the overwhelming majority of our problems we lean on our allies, our friends, our family members, and of course, ourselves to help get the job done. And in fact, most of our problems can only be solved by ourselves. Therefore, it makes logical and perfect sense to ensure we can help ourselves in a large majority of cases. This is where we enter into the realm of self-help. So what is self-help? Well, here's the almighty Wikipedia's definition. Self-help is guided self-improvement, economically, intellectually, or emotionally, often with a substantial psychological basis. And I define it as anything that brings you closer to that person you see in your mind's eye, whether it be buying an audiobook on how to manage your finances, purchasing a new exercise program or piece of equipment, or diving into a philosophical book with the intention of strengthening your mind. It can all be seen under the umbrella of self-help. Pretty much anything that is nonfiction you can consider quote-unquote self-help. And yeah, before you ask, Unstoppable Rise is indeed self-help. But the thing is, self-help does not work for the majority of people. And in fact, it can make things even worse. Self-help and self-development have been in the public sphere for many decades. Some people think it's a joke. Some people think it's the next coming of Christ. But regardless, whatever you think of it, the numbers don't lie. Self-help is a $9.6 billion industry. $9.6 billion. And guess what? That number is getting bigger and bigger by the day. So whatever you think of self-help, it doesn't matter. It's not going anywhere. Now, you might want to know why I'm bashing on self-help if Unstoppable Rise is indeed a form of self-help. Well, it's because I want to help whoever's listening get the real fruits of self-help and self-development and not be one of the millions of people out there who just read a book or watch a video or listen to a podcast and just consume it mindlessly without actually applying it to your life because of entertainment value. And if you are that person, aren't you tired of doing that? Aren't you tired of living that way? And if you are, then I've got five reasons why self-help might not be helping you, and I'd turn that around so it will help you. So with that, let's get started. The first reason why self-help will not help you is because there is often an overemphasis on idealism. A lot of self-help books tend to be very idealistic. And 
I think it's good to be idealistic, but we need to temper this with reality. I've seen a lot of self-help material with a heavy emphasis on spirituality, and it's like being spiritual is going to help you bypass all the hard stuff in between you and your goals. And, you know, this is just false. It's like the fact that you're in tune with some intangible forces completely overrides the fact that you're a three-dimensional being who interacts with other three-dimensional beings in a world where you have to do things to get a result. And in the realm of spirituality, you might get enlightened, quote-unquote enlightened, but you still got to go to work. You still got to do laundry. You still got to pay your taxes. You still got to eat. You still got to do the normal day-to-day mundane stuff that makes life function. And in terms of spirituality, let's just call it what it is. A lot of people do not have the mental discipline, training, background, or even patience to take advantage of spirituality. So the spirit of spirituality gets lost in the mix on the effort to bypass the work that needs to be done, the work that needs to be done to you. And I think spirituality is great, but we can't let this get in the way of actual meaningful progress. And at the end of the day, one plus one equals two. So that means you still have to put in a cause to get an effect, which is a natural universal law. This leads me to the second point, reason number two why self-help won't help you, because you lack action. So we live in a culture where we do a lot of thinking, a lot of overthinking, actually. We do a lot of analysis, a lot of scheming, and I'm all for creating good plans. I'm all for it, but not the expense of action. Let me ask you this. How much different would your life be if you always made the right decision and took the right action? I can tell you from my perspective, my life would be dramatically different. I would be a completely different person. But it's so difficult. It's so difficult to make the right decision and take the right action. Sometimes. A lot of times it's relatively easy, but let's be honest, there are times where it isn't. There are times where there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of hesitation, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of indecision, and this gets in the way of action, actually doing whatever it is. There's a reason why a lot of people resonate with Nike's slogan, just do it, because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, just doing it. Because sometimes it's more about taking the action than course correcting along the way. But nope, a lot of people can't do that, so they fall into the third problem. And the third problem, the third reason why self-help won't work for you is because there's too much information. So I think that anyone who's alive today is either the luckiest person who ever existed or the person who got left holding the bag at the end of an event or something like that. We have more access to more information today than we know what to deal with. And we collectively as a species create 2.5 quintillion bytes of information a day. That means we create more information a day than ever existed in civilization in its entire history, stretching back all the way tens of thousands of years ago. So this means we have all the information we need. We have all the tactics we need. We have all the tools we need. But we don't have all the action we need. 
We try to surpass this lack of action with another article, another video, another this, another that, another the other. And we think that all we need to do is just read this book or watch this video or do this or do that and our lives will be solved. We'll solve the reason why we can't ask that girl out. Finally start going to the gym or start going for a hike. Finally stop eating too many cheeseburgers or we'll finally stop smoking or we'll finally tilt our lives in the right direction. But lo and behold, that doesn't help us. All leads to is information overload and indecision. And I partially blame the education system because a lot of us are taught subconsciously that theory is superior to action and that learning everything there is to know about everything is the best way to solve problems. And knowing about something is better than doing something. And if you explain this to people, they'll say, oh, that's not true. I don't believe that. But the fact of the matter is, who do you respect more? You respect someone who is a doctor, who has a whole bunch of degrees behind their name, or someone who's a blue collar worker who only has a college or only has a high school degree. I think the answer is obvious. We esteem the people who have more letters behind their name because it's supposed to mean something. It signals something that they're somehow better because they have more knowledge. But the fact of the matter is the someone the person who's the blue collar worker could be better at their job than the person who went to all the specialized schooling, right? But Again, since we live in an information society and since we live in a information class-based society, we prioritize learning and observing over doing. We observe, we emphasize passivity over action. And that's a big, big, big problem. But that's a different topic. So that's the third problem, too much information. And the fourth reason why self-help will not work for you is you are rewarded for engaging in self-help. Whenever you do something in regards to self-help, you feel like you're gaining some type of insider information that will put you above everyone else, which it could. But why do you feel this way? And there's some reasons why, but the main reason I want to center on is because of dopamine. And as most people know by now, dopamine is a motivational neurotransmitter that's released whenever we do anything that's reward for rewarding for our survival. So anytime we do something that is supposed to increase our status or gets us more in position to procreate or spread our genes or lengthen our lifespan, we get a shot of dopamine. And as you read a self-help book, your brain is releasing dopamine to signal that this information is beneficial to you and will help you move up in the world, will help you gain more status, which means more opportunities to extend your longevity and procreate. So when you read new self-help books, you're tricking your reward center to think that you did something when actually all you did was just absorb information, but you didn't apply it. So the consequence of this over a long period of time say a year, five years, 10 years, just reading and absorbing all this information is that you make it harder to do actual work because you replace the work part with the learning part because real work isn't as stimulating as reading a book or watching some sort of new video because you don't get an aha moment. There's no spontaneous enlightenment when you're cleaning your apartment or working a small part of a bigger project because it's not new. It's not novel. Dopamine is, re is released in response to novelty, 
which buying self-help books and reading all this material can release in spades. And this is why I think addiction is so rampant in society. We have so many addictions and distractions in the form of pills, powders, potions, and other stimulating things that's possible to live your life in some form of a shadow version of reality. You never face the things you have to face, and you never become the person you need to be. So that person, that idealized vision you have in your head, um, since you're not doing the work to get towards that person, you're not putting the one foot in front of the other to get towards that person, not closing the gap between who that person is and who you are, who is that person? You'll never know because you're not putting in the work to become that person. So you'll never have any inkling of who that person is. You'll never experience them. So that's the fourth reason why self-help will not work for you because you get rewarded for doing it so you don't want to do the actual work in place of that. Reason number five and the last reason I want to say is diminishing returns. And diminishing returns is basically the theory and the reality that um, past a certain point, doing more of the same thing becomes has a lesser effect or becomes irrelevant in a sense. So let's say, let's take drug addiction, for example. Perfect example. The first time you do a drug after a long time or your first time ever, you get an amazing high. You feel like you're on cloud nine, like nothing can touch you. Then you come down. And so you do it again, you do it again. But the end, the high is not as good. The high is not as uplifting. So over time, uh, you start to compensate with more of the drug to get the same level of high that a single dose would have given you. So over time, you get diminishing return from that same amount of the drug. And then obviously, you have to increase it. So even increasing it, you're still going to get less from it because you're starting to habituate and gain tolerance for that. And that's the same thing with self-help in a way. Um, after a certain point, everything starts to blend together. And it's like, you ask yourself, do you really need to read that next book? Didn't you already listen to a version of that audio program? Haven't you already watched a video of like the one you've watched before? Do you really need another book on how to be productive? Do you really need another book on how to run a business? Even though you know deep down inside, you won't start a business anyway. But granted, if you're starting from ground zero and you have no knowledge of certain concepts, some will certainly do you some good. But after a while, it's like reading the same stuff over and over again. And eventually you get to a point where you ask, didn't I already read this? But the catch is, it's a different book. It's a different book, um, just in a different shade and with different application. So right off the bat, all of this stuff, all these reasons, they sound terrible. They sound awful. They sound like an endless Groundhog Day where you're just going in circles and you're not really gaining any benefit. So how do you break out of this? Well, first thing I'll say is this. The overwhelming glut for self-help stems from what I think is procrastination. We all want to make a difference in the world. Just not today. I'll read about it first, then I'll go out and change the world. 
So procrastination is the main culprit you have to eliminate if you want to truly be free of the black hole of self-help. At the root of procrastination is resistance. One of the main symptoms of the addiction to self-help is a repeat buying of materials, even though you don't need them. If you buy a ton of books and courses on how to exercise before you start exercising, then you're procrastinating. If you've read a ton of articles on how to start a business before you even do it, then you're procrastinating. If you need to watch a lot of videos on how to be a good public speaker before you even start a talk, then you're just procrastinating. All of this information gathering is just stalling. So my advice is to work with what you already have. Read what you already have. Watch what you've already seen on YouTube. And I'm not talking about once. I'm not talking about twice. I'm not even talking about three times. I'm talking about read it and reread it until you internalize it and really understand what the author or speaker is saying, then graft it onto your life philosophy. That's what I've been doing. And this is the first time I'm saying this publicly. But over the course of two years now, I've shed over 150 to 200 books from my library. I sold some of them. I gave most of them away. And now I'm left with a good set of 40. And even then, that may be cut down further because... What I'm trying to do is I'm really trying to hone in on and drill down to extract the principles from a few books that have made tremendous impact on me and actually live them out. I want my life to be a testament to these things that I read or learned at some point. And that involves practice, that involves repetition. And I can almost guarantee that this repetition and this practice will cover so much mileage, so much ground that you'll be too busy with taking action and making a mark that you don't even have time to just consume so much material. So the next solution, I would say, is to don't act on your impulses. You're more likely to make rash decisions when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or stressed, also known as halts. But our trump card for this is the prefrontal cortex, which is the seat of your willpower and decision-making capabilities. You can choose not to click add to cart when that book or audio program you see on Amazon uh, is there. You don't have to add to your cart. You don't have to view that video. You don't have to buy that course. You have a choice. You always have and you always will. But thinking you don't have a choice is what leads to random internet scrolling and more procrastination. So my last point is the most important point. Act and then course correct. Nothing. I'll say it again. Nothing. N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Nothing, absolutely nothing, absolutely nada will take the place of action. You already know what you need to achieve, whatever it is. You already know what you need to do to achieve it. You already know what you need to do to gain muscle or lose weight. It's not magic. You already know what you need to do to make a certain amount of money a year. You know these things, but why aren't you doing them? And, you know, there's a ton of reasons why you're not doing them. But the main one is indecision and hesitation. When you took your first job, you didn't know everything in that field. You learned along the way. When you lived where you do now, you didn't know everything about the area. You probably visited... Once or twice, then you made a decision to move there, then you did it, you moved. If you wait until you know everything about something, 
then you'll just never do it. You get going, then you change course along the way. But of course, don't be an ignoramus and launch blindly, but don't fall to the victim of quote-unquote getting ready either. If you encounter a certain problem, then you can get a book or course to help you out. Because life isn't lived between the covers of a book or on the internet. So to close out, here's a quote. Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit at home and think about it. Go out and get busy. And that was said by the gentleman from a long time ago by the name of Dale Carnegie. So that's it for this one. I'm so glad to have you on here listening to these. And I hope it was enlightening to you. And I hate to plug another self-help resource when I just talked about how self-help can be detrimental to you. But if you want to learn more about pragmatic self-help, head on over to www.unstoppablerise.com where I write topics about topics at the corner of psychology, philosophy, productivity, and self-improvement, all in the attempt to help you live a better life where you can start living and implementing these concepts rather than just endlessly reading them. So until next time, take care, and again, remember to keep taking action. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think will benefit. doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around, right? And if you're listening in on iTunes, go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating. This will definitely help the show grow. And I truly appreciate your feedback. So until next time, stay good. Take care of yourself. Take care of other people. And peace. Peace.